going on? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another fabulous installment of the Matt and Dennis Podcast. I, of course, one of your hosts, Dennis Fincy. My co-host, my compadre, my best buddy. He's wearing a shirt that is the color nude. At least it looks like it here on this Zoom. Matt Scarano, how are you? Is it not nude? Is it yellow? It's like a yellow pink tie-dye type situation. I got this um I got this shirt at a concert on the Atlantic City boardwalk. Uh it was the equivalent of when you go to a concert or a sporting event and there is a potentially homeless person selling uh $10 t-shirts in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. I got this except on the Atlantic City boardwalk. Fish? Yep. So there's an octopus on it, an octopus uh, on top of a Ferris wheel, and it says Atlantic City. I got it for 10 bucks. So, I mean, can't in be. Octop- in an octopus's garden. Where uh, else are we going to buy an, a T-shirt uh, with an octopus on top of a Ferris wheel for $10? I don't know many places. Off the top of my head, going with nothing. It's a, it's a no fun podcast. We're not going to speculate where you could get a T-shirt with an octopus on it. We have business to get to. Uh, literally just the Giants, maybe some NFL talk, uh, some big trades happening along the league. Is there anything else to talk about in the world of sports? Uh, I honestly haven't seen the Nets fired Steve Nash today. I saw that. And then immediately the Nets went after the Boston Celtics suspended head coach. I found that kind of funny. We can we can talk briefly. I mean, uh, the XFL is back and Orlando has a new team and the World Series for literally five seconds. Uh, what's the world? Game three is tonight, correct? It's a one one. Yeah. It was supposed to be uh, last night, uh, and it got rained out. So game three will be tonight, and they will do three straight games tonight, tomorrow, Thursday, off Friday, and they'll go back to uh, Houston, assuming assuming they need to. Assuming they need to, yeah. Hmm. Well, the Phillies are off to a better start than the Yankees. They actually won a game, so yeah, we, we can talk about that briefly. I'm, I'm more than happy. You want to? Do you care? I, I don't, don't care. I, I don't care, but for the sake of taking up five minutes, we can talk. All right, about- here we go, Matt. What are your thoughts on the World Series? Um, I I have to say this as someone that is not, um, you know, I mean, I'm not a, a a member of the Philly faithful by by any stretch. Um, I just have to hear it from my family when their teams do well. But I mean, I, I'm as a diehard Yankees fan, Dennis, and we we talked about the Yankees and their disappointment. We don't have to rehash that. Um, I mean, we can rehash a little bit of it. We'll talk about Aaron Boone in a second because there have been some some updates since our last episode in terms of him and Brian Cashman. But really quick, um, just on the Houston Astros and Philadelphia Phillies alone, I am extremely jealous as a Yankees fan of the Philadelphia Phillies because on paper, throughout the whole year, into the playoffs, the New York Yankees were, were a better team and are a better team, in my opinion, than the Philadelphia Phillies. But the Phillies got hot, and they did what the Yankees have not been able to do in the playoffs for years, and that's hit. Mm. The Yankees pitching is arguably – like an easy concept, Matt, to just hit – The brief amount of time that the Yankees were in the playoffs had better pitching uh, than a team like the Phillies. But the Phillies' bats came alive when they needed to in the, the, the wilds card, in the division series, in the championship series – and to an extent thus far in the World Series. And I wish the Yankees could do that. And credit to the Phillies. As a baseball fan, if I was unbiased and I didn't have uh, – I try to be unbiased on this show, but if I didn't have a horse in the baseball playoffs, which obviously my horse is now out, 
Uh, I, I'd be rooting hardcore for the Phillies. I am not rooting hardcore for them or the Astros. I don't want either of them to win because I don't want to have to hear about it at Thanksgiving, but I also don't want the Astros to win those cheaters. Um, but as a, as a neutral baseball fan, you can't, you can do nothing but love what the Phillies are doing. Like they, 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 they're just hitting when they need to hit when they're down, they're not out. Like it's, it's what I loved about the first half of the Yankees. The Yankees would be trailing more games than that, but it was never over. It was never over. They always found ways. And it's the same thing with this Phillies team. And I was, I was talking to someone um, yesterday. Like it's almost when you see teams like the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Boston Red Sox, these teams that anticipate, they know one way or another they're going to get to the playoffs. It's, it's how will the playoffs, like how will they go? What will happen from there? How will they get to the World Series? That's the question. It's not will they get there. It's how will they get there. So when they get there, the Yankees are like, all right, Division Series, let's go to the next one. Championship Series, let's go to the next one. Teams like the, the Phillies or the Cardinals or, or uh, I use an example, they haven't been there in a second, but the Detroit Tigers, the Minnesota Twins, the Guardians, like when these teams get there and they got the rally towels and the places going nuts, that's something that teams like the Dodgers and the Yankees don't get because we anticipate being there. We anticipate it. So, so seeing like the home crowd, um, I mean, obviously we haven't seen it yet because the game was canceled, but in past years when the Phillies had made the, the playoffs, when they made the world series crowds like that, you don't really get that a whole lot with these more, more elite teams, but. It's uh, the exact, what we've talked about why we were so excited for the giants. We haven't seen this brand of football from the giants in a long time. So we expected from the Yankees to get to this point and win right now. We're watching the giants now hoping that assuming we can win just with a start and it's a fan base. Maybe we just need this for the Yankees and we need to suck for a long time. And yeah. then that, that magic will come back. Yeah. But if it doesn't, then it's just going to have fans. Like I feel like I'll group you with myself glass half full yeah. or glass half empty. Yeah. We're the half empty group. Where yeah. It's just this Phillies team is fun to watch. Um, I'm not super invested in the World Series, regardless of who of who wins. I do think the Astros eventually win it. I think the Astros are going to get two out of three in Philly. Um, Philly might- a better team, Matt. If they don't, yeah, you, you talked about it. What? The, the, yeah, I mean, you. I think you texted us the the heart that the Phillies are playing with. That they play with so much heart, but it, it's the Nationals. A couple of years ago, when the Nationals beat Houston. They had no right getting to the World Series. They had no right beating a team on paper like that Astros team. And this Astros team is, again, head and shoulders above what this Phillies team is on paper. But they got hot at the right time. The, they have exceptional pitching right now yeah. from their starters to their bullpen. And I, uh, I don't know. I, it's I, don't just see, I don't want to see the Phillies win just because it's Philly. But right. I don't really care because I'm not – the Phillies have never bothered me. Like if the Mets and the Astros would be playing, I'd be a little torn. That's I don't want the Mets to win, but yeah, no, it's yeah, just it's I, just, I I'm, I'm, I'm I'm again I I don't I I do not like Philly sports, so I'm not jumping up and down for the Phillies. I don't want the Astros to win by any means. So I'm kind of like tapping out of this World Series for the most part. But I'm I got my my ear to like what what's going on and and you know I, I follow a lot of local businesses both in the Philadelphia area and Jersey Shore, and they're all psyched up they're doing drink specials and food specials for the phillies games and yada 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 and and and, and that's cool and, and to, to what you said I, I i would really hope the yankees don't just suck even more because we don't suck we just can't win when it matters um but it, it would be nice to kind of you know 
have the players represent the city because listening to our episode last week uh, a couple times as I typically do to see what we can improve on you, you hit the nail on the head and something you said was this this is not verbatim I forgot exactly what you said but it was something to the extent of like this team is a bunch of losers um like they're overpaid like they they just don't want to win it's a loser mentality it's it's they just don't have the heart like it's almost like they're there they're getting the paycheck and at the end of the day they're still getting paid and that's the case with every professional athlete but I I don't see that from what I've seen in the Phillies and well there's no grinders the the Brett, right. Brett Gardner is the last Yankee grinder, I think, maybe that we had. Maybe we'll see it from these young kids yeah. that are coming up that got some playoff experience. Uh, but while we were talking about the Yankees, you mentioned it. I guess we could bring it up because when the podcast published last week, mere hours after, of course, just you know, per usual, news breaks, we assume what the Yankees might do, and then they tell us what they're going to do. And to the shock of no one, Aaron Boone will be back. Brian Cashman will be back. Let's be honest, most likely sometime in December around the winter meetings, a big fat bag will be dropped off at Aaron Judge's front doorstep with a paper to sign to be a Yankee for the next eight to 10 years. I don't think anyone will be surprised if that doesn't happen. And we just get on the carousel, man, put another nickel in and keep on spinning. So I I don't know if you have any hard hitting thoughts. I, it's not a shock to me. I really wish that they would have blown it up. but. If we had a different Steinbrenner at the helm, I think maybe he would because that's the type of guy George was, but it probably doesn't make the sense to do that. This is a you know billion-dollar franchise where you can't just blow it up and, yeah, we're going to suck. We're going to turn into one. We're going to be the Astros for what the Astros were for a decade. And But don't worry, the decade after that, we'll be back. You can't do that with a mm-hmm. New York team. So we'll just put some Band-Aids here and there and hopefully buy a World Series. Yeah, it's I mean, I do have thoughts. It's nothing that we didn't say on the last episode, but I mean, we we were in agreement and wrong. Like, I mean, right, I should say Um, we were in agreement that we both wanted Cashman and and Boone out. Um, But we were also right in the sense that, Dennis, I think if you and I had to put money on it, we both, I think, agreed that they'd still be there. And like you said, hours later, a day later, whatever it was. Um, that was all but confirmed. It hasn't been officially confirmed, but the reports pretty much say that Cashman and Boone will be back, which it's, it's, I'm not happy. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and yell on the podcast, throw my, my arms up in the air and say, Oh my God, how could they do this? I mean, yes. How could they do this? But also it's not shocking. It's not shocking. I'm not going to waste my breath on the podcast today. Uh, worrying about it because i i i could have told you before we were eliminated by houston that that was going to be the case because this is everything that's wrong with the yankees it's par for the course dennis we will we'll do more episodes now between now and opening day um but it it seems like it's going to be what you said on the last show it's all right brian cashman aaron boone steinbrenner family let's sit in this little conference room here and open up the piggy bank and here we go what other washed-up free agents can we pay a crap ton of money so they can miss three or four months of the year so we can bring in some six through ninth hitters from some team in July that's not going to make the playoffs so we can back in again and be in this exact situation again and then get eliminated before the World Series. So looking forward to that, 
Um, and it brings me peace of mind, honestly, that in the first couple of days of November, we know that that's going to happen. So, I mean, when, when we sit on the show, when we hang out as friends, when we do our group texts and we're like, what's more exciting, the Giants, the Yankees or whatever else is going on. This is why no one, this is why I don't get excited. And this is why when we can do this show and, and sit and talk about Yankee baseball over a beer, that's why I can have this cynical smile and laugh. Because we already know how this, we, we've seen this movie time and time and time again. So to the Yankees, I say good for you. Godspeed. Bring back Brian Cashman. Bring back Aaron Boone. Let's do this all over again. <laughs> like what a bunch of losers. Like what a bunch of losers. It's just, it's, it's the same old, like I'd be so much more worked up about it. If Dennis, you and myself did not see this coming a mile away. So, well, you know, what's unfortunate, too, and again, you mentioned it after the Yankees lost. We mentioned it a little bit last week. We're going to go into the offseason. I fully intend on the Yankees and expecting that the Yankees will make a lot of moves and bring in maybe at, at least one high profile, big name guy to go along with re-signing Judge. I don't I would anticipate it being a bat as opposed to a pitcher just because I think there are more offensive guys that are going to be available this offseason. And I just think we're going to go into February and into March, and there's going to be an expectation where the Yankees over-under for wins is 93-94, and there's expectations that they'll win the division again. And, yes, the Blue Jays will be better, and the Rays will probably always be the Rays. I guess we'll find out what we get from the Red Sox. But the Orioles will have some hype because <laughs> look at what they almost did this year. And, well, the Yankees are still the cream of the crop, and maybe they're the best team in the American League. They'll depend, defend again, or uh, defend. They're not defending anything. Uh, compete, that's the word I'm looking for, with the Astros to head to the World Series. And uh, I don't know. I'm sorry, but I'm, I can't see where I'll be over the moon and excited when April comes around for Yankee baseball because it will be just like it has been the last couple of years. Get me back to October. I don't care if you win 110 games. I don't care if Aaron Judge hits 63 home runs and breaks his own record. At the end of the day, if everyone's going to have a batting average of under 200 in October, we're not going to win. And we're, we'll be in the same spot. And that's and, and at you, this point, how is it not infuriating for any Yankee fan? I'm not saying you or I, because we know what to expect. We've been talking about this year after year after year. And anybody out there, if they're... It's just... And here's Han, but just really quick to go back to what you said a minute ago. You said, how 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 am I? How's the the, the casual Yankee fan ex, ex, like supposed to get excited for this? And it kind of goes back to what I said that I heard on Tiki and Tyranny on FAN last week. Do I do I think they're losing sleep? No, but they're they're getting the money in the jerseys, the concessions. People are going to Yankees games. People are just visiting from out of state, out of, out of the country, are going to Yankee games. So they're going to make the money regardless. So I would love to know how much that impacts because, Dennis, people are not going to get excited. Like, Ellis is going to watch every game because he because that's his I, thing. I think a lot. I think a lot of people will. But, but people like you and I, like I've probably been watching in the last few years more than you do because I sit at home and I'm like sports around, whatever. I'm not glued to it. You only watch Man, I still and- pay. I go in with a group rate with two buddies at work but, for MLB TV so I could watch the Yankees, and I you, still don't watch them. But Correct. You've admitted multiple times that unless the Yankees are doing well or it's a very meaningful game that you're not dialed in. So no. how, how, if this is the same thing, 
and it's rinse and repeat. You, you, and and what, what's the, I don't even know the quote. I'm not even going to try it. Oh, what's the, the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over yeah. and over, expecting a different result. Is that it? This is, that's the Yankees are the epitome of that. So how do you expect us in January to have a little countdown in our phones or next to our bedside of how many days it is till opening day? No one cares because we know at the end of March, that comes September, October, it's going to be the same shit over and over again like this the, the yankees are the least ex- at least the nets but that that dumpster fire the nets are more exciting to tune into than the yankees are i mean they're, they're a dumpster fire but at least it's intriguing the yankees i could tell you eight months before the season's over what's gonna happen dennis i could tell you what's gonna happen in october two years from now well that's that's what i mean where people attack me oh you don't even watch you don't care I don't attack you. I don't. I, I know that. I know that. But uh, there are people out there where I can't address. I, I can't, have an, I can't have an opinion because I'm not watching every game, every pitch. I'm, I'm aware of what's happening. I get it. You know, we have these phones. These little things pop up. I, little widgets. I don't know what the hell they're called. That tell you the score of the game. So I'm well aware of what's happening. I'm checking the stats. I know what's going on. Dennis, I get I But get I can t- tell you, for beat for beat, what's going to happen in the postseason. And guess what happened, Matt? Exactly what we all expected. Dennis. If we almost lost to a Cleveland team that wasn't supposed to have 60 wins this year. Dennis, if we want to refer to our, our group chat, you don't even watch the Yankees. No one, no one, no one gives a crap. Me, I say, like, the Yankees could suck. And I say, hey, guys, water is wet. And then I get all the heat for it. I mean, to be fair, you panicked just too early. Two years ago when you panicked. Now, you were right. You were right. Oh, yeah. No, was that, of course I was right. We were all just assuming that maybe by Memorial Day, oh, by June, the Yankees have figured it out. And they never figured it out. That, <laughs> I was right. I'm by the time they did, and they get to a wild card game, and we have to I'm play at Fenway, and we lose. I, uh, I'm always right. That's, okay. That's, once say, you learn that. don't Nobody wants to panic in. Everyone wants to jump on the – Matt's not a true Yankees fan because he, he says exactly what's happening. We spent, you, get me all fired up? you got me all – Fired up. We weren't supposed to talk Yankees. We we're supposed to talk Giants. We're not worth our time. Let's move on. <laughs> not, worth our time. not worth our time. I'm all hot and bothered. I'm glad I put shorts on. I would have been. I would have started sweating. Oh baby. Anyway, yeah, it's it's kind of warm down here. It's in the 70s, sunny. Global warming. It's happening, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to the NFL. Do you want to address some trades and kind of transition it into the Giants first? I think maybe that's a, a way into it. Uh, I don't know if you're surprised. But any of the moves, big moves, the Dolphins making some big moves, the Bears for whatever reason. I thought the Vikings had a very nice trade, some teams going all in. Minnesota getting uh, TJ Hawkinson yeah. from Detroit for a couple of draft picks. The Dolphins and Broncos make a big move. Broncos get some help at running back. They lose Bradley Chubb, who's a big uh, presence on the defensive line. But Miami gets a pass rusher that they definitely need uh, and a fifth-round pick. And then Denver got, what, a first – Chase Edmonds and somebody else or another pick. I can't remember now. Yeah. Uh, Denver got a, a, yeah, Bradley Chubb and a 2025 fifth rounder. Well, Miami got that. That's what Denver gave. Uh, what Denver, yes, yes, Denver excuse me. Yeah, Denver traded Bradley Chubb and the 2025 fifth rounder. Miami got um, a 2023 first round pick, which originally belonged to San Francisco. San yeah. uh, Chase Edmonds, as well as a 2024 fourth round pick. Okay. Yeah. So it's, uh, the one thing I kind of saw was that an awful lot of second round picks being involved 
in these trades for guys. Uh, I think this will transition us to the Giants and why we haven't seen them really making a move. I know people have been speculating Brandon Cooks. Uh, the one trade to me that's mind-boggling and I don't understand. I mean, I do understand it from the Bears. They need weapons, but poor Chase Claypool, man. They're already destroying a receiver's career in Darnell Mooney, and now they bring in Claypool, who's essentially kind of the same type of receiver. Bigger, physical, can stretch the field. Don't know how great of a route runner he is. Claypool might be a little bit better. But you also have Justin Fields, who until last week or two weeks ago against New England, wasn't throwing the football. So maybe this helps. Uh, That's the only one that really caught me off guard. I thought Minnesota getting Hawkinson is major. It's one more weapon for Kirk Cousins. And I would not be surprised if we get to the point where Minnesota is running away with the NFC North. But I don't know if you had anything that stuck out, anything you care to address. Yeah, no, I have a few things, uh, actually, that I care to address. Um, Lay them on me, baby. I think one agreement with you the clay pool to the bears uh did not expect the bears to necessarily be buyers in this uh in this situation um i think pittsburgh won that trade um getting some future capital i think one thing that was surprising i mean the vikings going out and buying is not necessarily surprising but who sold to them is a little surprising to be honest with you um Detroit, you and I have talked about them mainly because the Giants have a date with them coming up in, in two or three weeks. Uh, they've essentially, I mean, as terrible as their record is, as terrible as their defense is, and as in shambles as the organization has been uh, for years, years on end, uh, they've been an offensive, very talented offensive team. And to not only trade a, a key component of that, but where they traded him to was interesting that they traded such a high profile name, if not their most high profile name um, within the division was, was interesting. Even if the trade made that much sense, uh, it was interesting that they were willing to help beef up um, an already beefed up divisional rival um, that's already doing really well. So, so that Vikings being buyers, Detroit being sellers, wasn't necessarily shocking but who they sold to was was a little surprising to me. Um, yeah, the Bears, a little surprising. Um, the Dolphins uh, wasn't as surprising as who they were willing to give away for who they acquired today because the Dolphins have quite a bit of capital. Um, so that made sense to me at the end of the day. Um, one name that I really did not expect to see pop up today uh, that did was Calvin Ridley. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, that that I did not have that on my radar. Uh, Jacksonville getting him and getting him for a pretty good price for fairly cheap. And I think as Giants fans, we all had this this name, the Jerry Judys, the the Claypools, the Brandon Cooks, um, all these names. And we didn't really think of Calvin Ridley. And the main concern of why the Giants wouldn't go for a guy like Cooks or Judy was because of what these teams would more than likely be asking for. And I want to dive deeper in this in a second on what the Giants were or were not willing to give away of this team's future. But the Calvin Ridley, for what Jacksonville got him for, Giants needing receiving help, Daniel Jones needing receiving help, that I I probably would have slept slept easy with that tonight. Mm -hmm. Uh, Giving away something similar to what Jacksonville gave, which I believe was a 2023 fourth rounder and a conditional fifth rounder in 2024 or, or maybe reverse 
Um, so yeah, did not expect to see Calvin Ridley's name today. Did not expect to see Detroit. Uh, I expected Detroit to make to be a seller, but not within the division, and did not expect the Bears to be buyers. Um, so I think those are the surprises. It was a, a surprising uh, trade deadline for the most part. Um, I don't know if you want to start the topic of, of Giants because I have thoughts on that too. But no, I mean that's I wanted to use this as a transition just to you know i forgot about ridley and yeah when i saw his name pop up one i don't i don't understand where atlanta is currently and let's be honest if the season ended today they are the champions of the nfc south why trade a guy like calvin ridley because i don't think things are going to get too worse but maybe they go after a quarterback in the first round i think there's going to be four that end up hovering around the first round possibly five or i'm sorry top 10 possibly five uh i don't know if they go quarterback or if desmond ritter is their guy and they're just kind of handcuffing ritter or Mariota right now and waiting to see if they can get everything out of him but yeah what for that for a guy not he hasn't played obviously in what's now almost an entire year I forget when he got suspended last year when he was he kind of did the thing where he walked away and then obviously got caught for the gambling. And that's why he still hasn't been on the field. It's that year suspension. Yeah. Uh, but then Claypool, I, I really wanted Claypool because I thought he would be a nice compliment for Wandell Robinson. Wandell can play in the slot. He can kind of play on the outside, but he's more of an inside receiver. Claypool's an outside stretch the field, bigger body. I thought would really help Daniel Jones. And when you always think about receiver, you have to think about the mindset of the guy. It's just, it is what it is with the position, him coming from Notre Dame and a program like that, then going into the Steelers and playing under Mike Tomlin and a staff that he creates, I thought would bring a really nice, fresh energy to go along with what the Giants have already this season. Someone that's not going to come up and stir crap up and possibly, I mean, look what they did with Landon Collins. They bring him in. Every Giant fan wanted his head the last time he was here and become, I mean, hasn't really been impactful yet, but who knows? But yeah, I think those are the only two, like you said, Ridley, I forgot about him, but I kind of understand why the giants aren't making moves. If we're seeing the Ridley thing is kind of baffling, but a lot of second round picks. And I don't think the giants can afford to give up any second round picks. And I, nor do I want them to, we're in a great position right now. We're six and two, but we still need a lot of pieces. We still have to continue to build. And I think now it, with Shane and Dable, who are clearly on the same page, we'll look at the first round and build. And depending on where they land, do they get a defensive piece? Do they continue to tackle the offensive line and move pieces in and out until they get a unit they are happy with? But the second round is is another big chunk of where you can win the draft and find guys that slip. Who's got an injury? Who I mean, everybody talked about Nicobe Dean going to Philly last year. Why did he slip? Oh, he had an injury. Well, then he goes and he's just there. And everyone's like, oh, that's a, that's a steal for getting him there. Well, you find guys like that. And I think look, Wandell Robinson was a second round pick. The Jets getting Brees Hall in the second round. There's guys like that of value that fall. So I don't want the Giants to, all of a sudden, we're now kind of used to having a allotment of draft picks and trying to build and trying to get younger guys to throw in. Well, no, start just trading them away now just because we need things right now. We weren't supposed to go to the playoffs this year. At this rate, we're still going to go. And it will be over the moon excited 
but I don't think anyone expects us to get out of the first round. Unless, I mean, I know you talk about the environments. That's one thing. But if you line up playing in Seahawk team again, which I think the Giants can beat, we'll talk about it more in a couple of minutes. A Falcons team. We're talking about division winners here. The Giants clearly, I mean, I'm just going to say it. They're not winning the division. Dak is back. Dallas looks really good with him back at helm. Obviously, Philadelphia could be the best team in the NFL. Obviously, the best team in the NFC. So, I'll take the wild card. I'll settle for the wild card for a Giants team. <laughs> As at, you know. So, yeah, I, I don't want them just to trade away their picks. So, I'm not I'm not too surprised they didn't make a move. Because, I, I don't, unless that's not their thinking. Unless they really tried, but they weren't going to budge on what they were willing to offer, which I respect that. Yeah. Uh, agreement with you. I'm not, I'm also not surprised trade deadline comes, comes and goes and, and nothing. Um, not surprising based on what we've heard from Joe Shane um, throughout the course of the season, even with the good start that we've had on uh, the off season. And just from day one, when he took, when he took the job to begin with, what, what we saw with the, the trade deadline coming and going is consistent um, what, what, with what he and even, and Brian Dable have, have said, it's, it's absolutely consistent. Um, can't, can't say that I'm, I'm a little disappointed, a little bummed. Um, and, and for a few reasons, I, I think, I think I share, um, disappointment with a lot of Giants fans today, uh, that we're six and two should have been seven and one. Um, thank you, Richie James, who's still on the team somehow. Um, I think one of my concerns is that this team comprised of guys that have really worked their butts to put a good performance on the field. You're Daniel Jones, guys like Saquon Barkley have come back from debilitating injury after injury. And now finally they have a packed Meadowlands, MetLife Stadium. They they finally are, are getting the 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 accolades they deserve on sports radio and the media. They finally have a, a coach that's believing in them going for it on fourth downs, trying these Mike Kafka, trying these risky play calls on, on third and longs and this, that, and the other. I was really hoping that Joe Shane would be like, you know what? You guys won six wins that we are in. Like we can reach the playoffs. We can see the playoffs. I was really hoping you would throw another weapon in there to, to say, you know what? We didn't expect this, and you guys have played your ass off and did something that no Giants fan or anyone in the NFL thought was possible with this team, a team that was going to be arguably the worst team in the NFL and another rebuilding year, has six wins at the end of October. I thought he would reward them with someone else, another playmaker, especially reward Daniel Jones with another playmaker, um, and it didn't happen. So for that, I'm disappointed. Um, it really says that, you know what, this, the six, one season, this push that you, me and other giants fans may think it is to the playoffs. It, it's really not that, um, like you said, we're not a Super Bowl team. We're not winning the division. Um, maybe you can talk about it if the Eagles and Cowboys were not in it, but unfortunately they're having as good, if not better years than the giants are having, um, the giants are having an amazing year with a bunch of B team guys where they are set up to go on deep runs in the playoffs. The giants are not. Um, so for that, it's, it's tough to look at the giants record and see six wins at the end of October. 
but also be like, we're kind of giving up. We're kind of throwing in the white flag. Um, so for that reason, I'm disappointed. And if you told me you were disappointed or other Giants fans said that, I think it's absolutely warranted. Um, I really think it is. I, I really would have loved um, someone in there for that extra push to the playoffs. I really would have loved it. That having been said, I can be disappointed, and I don't think any Giants fan, I don't think anyone should say to any other Giants fan, how could you be disappointed? I think that's a very fair emotion to be feeling at the trade deadline today. All of that having been said, I trust Joe Shane. You and I were kind of texting this morning a little bit about it. I, I trust him. Um, the six wins at the end of October was not supposed to happen. Uh, Joe Shane was not supposed to be in this situation where it's like, do I bring in the talent to make the playoffs or do I just kind of sit back and go with my original plan, which is to conserve uh, this team's future in the next few years, conserve the draft capital. And Dennis, an hour after the trade deadlines pass, we're recording the show that that question has been answered. Um, he's sticking with the plan. Yeah. Uh, he's sticking with the plan. And as disappointed as I am right now that we're not celebrating in the group tech some high-profile name, I can't be mad at it. I really can't. Um, we got to trust him. As the Sixers have said and a plethora of other teams, trust the process. We've said that a couple of the past episodes. I, I, I have to trust it. And, um, you know, regardless of if we make the playoffs or not, if we win a playoff game, if we miss out on the playoffs entirely, who knows? That remains to be seen. But – I think come April or May, whenever it is, and you and I hopefully get to do our live show this day, this trade deadline an hour ago will pay off. And then we'll be able to sit in April the following year and say it paid off as well. Um, yeah. So that's, it's, it's kind of one of those things where as giants fans, as fans of New York sports teams, you want that, you want that big flashy move. You want the headlines, you want the flashy names. So the Jersey sales go up. I get that. I want that too. But as Giants fans, and we've, we've been patient, you just got to trust it and let that just, just hold on to that patience a little bit longer and trust that the guy at the helm uh, has a plan. And, and, and you, made a good, you made a good point. You had a good clap back at me this morning in our text. He said, you know, we, we trusted Gettleman too. This is a little different. Something is different here. And, and I've said it on a past show. We finally, between Gettleman, between Reese and the errors before that, we finally, and it seems obvious to Giants fans and outsiders, that we have a coach, a GM, and an entire front office that's finally on the same page, and a group of guys that came in from outside the organization that have a winning pedigree, maybe not in the positions they currently hold, but have been groomed long enough in, in winning organizations to know what it takes. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to trust them. And I, and I remember saying in the offseason, Here's the keys to the kingdom. Do what you will. We got to trust it. And I'm disappointed again. Wish we could have had that name to talk about in the show tonight, but, but I, I trust. It. And now we're going to keep our draft picks. And, and before we're done today, I want to bring up some quotes from Shane. I'll, I'll pass the mic back over to you, but there's a certain name out there. Free agency is not quite done. And there is a certain name still floating around. So uh, who knows, but I will I will trust the process and is that Odell Beckham? Is that who you're talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, no. I, I completely agree with what you said. And I only said the Gettleman thing this morning because we did. We gave him the keys like we have everyone else. It's all we can do. 
honestly, like, what are we going to do? Bitch and moan, complain, like, oh, uh, yeah. no, you have to trust what they're doing and believe that it's the right thing. And in the end, maybe it wasn't, but he was the safe hire. He was, you know, known with the Maras. And this is an outs- now we're outside the Mara realm, if you will, like you've talked about. So, yeah, we trust. And I think, too, it's just Claypool. He's a free agent at the end of the year. So you're giving up a second round pick for a guy you might not have this time next year. The Giants have to think about that. Brandon Cooks, how injury prone he has been for what seems every year of his career. You have to be mindful of that. What was the asking price? What was the asking price for Carolina? I'm surprised DJ Moore hadn't been moved. Maybe they didn't want to move him. They're totally okay moving a running back. To be honest, running backs at this rate, dime a dozen. You don't really see a lot that are taken early in the draft. You don't see guys. I mean, even look at McCaffrey. He was dealt. It was a big trade. They didn't get a first-round pick for him. They're running back. DJ Moore, wide receiver, very different. The Carolina Panthers are one of the worst teams of football. They're probably staring at Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud in the NFL draft. Those guys need weapons when they come next year. Maybe he was completely taken off the table. So we don't know. Uh, But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Give him the keys and trust them. And so far, we're one draft in. How great does Thibodeau look? How, just as a culture guy, did they land the right guy? It looks like they probably did. Evan Neal, injury. We'll see. Hopefully, you know, he comes back and he plays and performs the way we expect him to. And he could be coming out of Georgia. Wandell Robinson, he, he sure as hell right now looks like he could be a key contributor for the Giants offense going forward. Yeah. Those are the first three picks. And then we'll see what happens down the line, what they did later in the draft with guys. So like you said, right now we have to trust him. One guy we can't trust, Richie James. <laughs> he probably should have been going on. Can I, can I pair of scissors to cut off those big tubes of hair that he uses for each hole that he had. Can I interrupt? Can I interrupt really quickly before I go into the sample? I would, and I and I texted you this too before we started. When you look at if the Giants were healthy and you look at their receiving core, is it great by any means? Absolutely not. But Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, Wandale Robinson, and Saquon Barkley running back, obviously. That's solid. Hey, Matt, you said it. We we wish we were talking about some big high-profile name in our group chat right now. We have one already. We did that with Kenny Galladay. We have one on the team. on the sideline wearing sweatpants. We don't know what the deal is. Yep, yep. And we we forget that he's there, but it's it's Dominic. It's funny. Dominic just texted me as you were just talking, and he goes, well, I guess it's Galladay season. Yeah, I mean it. And he goes, because I remember we were in Key West um, on our birthdays, and we were in line to go to the tour of the Ernest Hemingway house. Very, very drunk at this point, about to tour the Ernest Hemingway house. And now Dominic just goes, we need to go back and, and get make this right. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, you know, if, if, if Galladay, if this is what he needed, and Galladay, like, now Tony's completely out of the room, and we can't trust Richie James anymore, you know, who are we to say if he shows up? He doesn't even have to play great. Just be average, and that would be enough for me. Matt, I firmly believe if, as long as he's got a understanding of the offensive playbook, and to be honest, he's a wide receiver. He just needs to learn his routes. He might be a terrible blocking guy. He might not be trusted on the RPO styles that they're trying to run. Line him up on the other side of the field then. Just make him run down the field, throw the ball to him 10 times a game. And I firmly believe he's catching at least 50% of those and could be averaging a touchdown a game. Just given how much the Giants drive down the field, get to the red zone, and we still have trouble 
and kind of stall out. Just throw him the ball. Sorry, that, that, that was supposed to be the game plan when he was signed. That was the excitement. Look at this Plexico Burrs looking type receiver. And I didn't mean to take attention away from the from the Seattle game, but I was just it's no, it's it's that's healthy and that's on paper. And we're going against Houston and Detroit and the Colts and Washington twice. We can make the playoffs. I think we, we make the playoffs with 10 wins. I firmly believe that. So. There's your there's four of them. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. And if we can steal one in Dallas or we steal one from Philly, come on. But anywho, uh, and do we still got to play Minnesota? I think we yes, do. Oh, that'll be a big one. Which we I, will – I mean, we'll have to – I'm still working with, with work right now to see what – it sounds like I'll be up in Philly for Thanksgiving, but I'll have to figure out if we're going to be able to do the, the Matt and Dennis uh, third annual Christmas Eve, fourth – maybe fourth annual? Third and fourth annual. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't episode. We'll we'll see. That could be a, a much different monster if uh, if I'm home and the Giants are playing on Christmas. Home post Giants game, yeah, on a Saturday night. Uh, nice. uh, let's get into Giants Seahawks. Um, I'm just gonna give you the mic. I was at a wedding, so I was paying attention yet half paying attention. The bartender was a Giants fan. So she was paying attention with it. Randomly, there was a Seahawk fan there. We had a nice little crowd going. Yeah, I don't know how that how it happened. I guess her dad went to Seattle one time on business, got her a Seattle Supersonic snow globe. She really decided to like Seattle. So now she likes all Seattle sports teams. Kind of bizarre. She's lived in Connecticut her entire life. But I was like, all right, I'll accept it. She knew what was going on. She knew the players. So, you know, couldn't understand it. But, hey, here's what it is. Uh, look, it's all... It's all on Richie James. That's all I have to say. It's field position. It's that defense. You saw it on the Kenneth Walker touchdown run uh, midway through the fourth. The defense was gassed. You can't have the defense playing like they're playing, getting Seattle off the field where it's constantly physical. And then you give them the ball in our territory with it inside the 20 yard line, not once, but twice and expect the defense to stall them both times. And they did do a good job the first time only allowing a field goal was massive no points obviously is what you want but when they're that close you're going to need a turnover to not get points and so i thought that was huge two turnovers inside your own red zone you give up 10 points uh the giants offense to me really looked bad seattle did a really nice job of getting pressure on daniel jones they they kind of took saquon barkley out of it outside of a couple of runs and then the drive where he had his touchdown run uh they really did a great job of making the Giants kind of look one-dimensional. Credit to Daniel Jones and I guess the Giants staff for making adjustments at the half because he came out looking much better in the keep third quarter mind, than the first half. But keep in mind there were some some key injuries as well. Not no, I, I understand that. And I, you know, but I it again, it's a game like that on the road, that environment, you can't have two. That's a that's huge. 10 points is massive, especially where the Giants are going offensively. We're not putting up a lot of points. We're we're playing these close, tight games, and you just kind of felt in that third quarter, we're going to come back. We're going to win this game. We have them here. They shouldn't have 10 points, because, or I guess it was the fourth quarter that he fumbled, but they shouldn't have these extra points that we're just giving them away. But 
Giants kind of run out of time. They weren't able to do again. Daniel Jones, the offensive weapons. He doesn't really have anyone stretching the field for him. Seattle does have a good defense. So someone on Twitter, um, I couldn't tell you who it was, but they were just kind of saying what we're saying. And it's the Giants, the, the success they've had this year and the wins they've gotten have all been in very similar fashion. All like one score games, in a lot of cases trailing the majority of the game, in a lot of cases trailing in the fourth quarter. This was no different, but it felt different. And and someone said, like, when you're in every game like that, you cannot afford turnovers. And you certainly cannot afford them in the way they happen. Big third down stop. We get the ball back with a tie game. Chance to take the lead even on a field goal. Drop the ball. Then we're trailing. Big stop. We're going to get the ball back. Drop the ball. That was inexcusable. And I'm honestly surprised. Richie James, credit to him. Had a great start of the half. Slowed it down a little bit. And then that, I, Dennis, I'm shocked he's not cut. I genuinely am. I'm not one to just jump, be like, cut him because he had a bad performance one game. No, it's, it's, he should have been cut after that. Like, it's, it, he just has not been what he was the first few weeks. We have not utilized him the same way they did the first few weeks. And it just doesn't seem, at, at the very least, find someone else that can re- return that ball, at the very least. Um, that having been said, it just didn't, this game was the same as as all the other wins we we had in the sense that we were trailing. This one just felt different. The offense could not get going. And those other games, it seemed like the offense could get going a little bit, at least get downfield. Sure, maybe it would stall at midfield. We didn't even really see a whole lot of that early on in the first half. Um, so which is it it felt different. And Dennis, we I, I'm not shocked. Was I bummed? Of course. But we we knew this was going to happen. We were going to have a, a come down to planet Earth moment eventually. And this is it. And while it's going to leave a salty taste in my mouth, because now we have a week without Giants football, and now we got two weeks to think about the next game. It's a little, I'm a little salty about that, but also this might be a good thing. Have a little come to Jesus. Get the better part of two weeks to get healthy. You have a team that you know you are better than back at home. I am very confident that MetLife, the Meadowlands, are still going to be going absolutely nuts. If I can find any way in hell to get there, I will. Um, but so, yeah, am I bummed? Sure. But like we said, and I've made the comment that we're going to sound like broken records. Dennis, if you told me the first week in November, the Giants this year, this year of all years would be six and two, any of us would have blushed. Any of us. Yeah, we wouldn't believe you. Yeah, we we would have laughed. We said six games all year. Is there a chance the Giants can not win another game all year? You know, it's Giants football, so it's <laughs> possible. But that that having been said, th- this was what I, I said six or seven games was our ceiling this year. I said, if you told me that at the end of the year, I would have slept easy. And we have a chance to make the playoffs with a big game on Thanksgiving, a big game Christmas Eve, we're going to have Thanksgiving meaningful football for the New York Giants. That's all I could have asked for. So, yeah, the Seattle game, a lot of mistakes, and we beat ourselves up. Credit to Seattle. I think they're a solid team. Pete Carroll's done a, a good job with Seattle this year. Tyler Lockett, who, man, they were they were really uh, just up, up, as, up as jockeys by the end of that game, um, even though he had could have had like probably a three-touchdown game. 
well, no, probably could have had a two touchdown game, fumbled it in what was the two or three yard line. Yeah. That all it took was one touchdown pass and to be right back up his shorts. Um, Seattle played, Seattle played a good game. Seattle played a good game. The Giants did not. The Giants um, beat themselves up. And, you know, again, I'm okay with it because with all the injuries we had, we had more injuries on top of our injuries. But reset, you have a team that you should beat in the Houston Texans after the bye. Um, so I'm still excited. We, we, I think in the grand scheme of things, if there is such a thing as a good loss, this is it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess good loss, but Matt going to the bye. And, and I mean, I mean, I mean, I know what you're trying to say. I mean, good loss in the sense that I mean, good. I don't I don't mean like the way we lost was good, but I'm just saying if we're going to have a loss, I would prefer it to be a team that's potentially better than us in a hostile environment, going into a bye, going back home against a team that we should win. I'm yeah, okay with, you with have the extra week, you know, hey, we've been playing like fire. We beat ourselves up. We could have won this football game. And it's like I just said, if we were four and four heading into the bye, that would have been massive. That would have been, and I wouldn't have believed it. I'm like, no, there's no way we find a way to win four games, not with the way the schedule is opening up. Now there are some teams that might be a little worse than we thought this year, but the Giants beaten them. We're six and two heading into the bye. Like you said, Houston, Washington, Detroit, all down the pike. I don't know. I, I'm looking at – we don't play the Eagles until December 14th, right? Which seems to be the case the last few years, even with the, the NFC East in general. It's always Dallas early in the season, and then we get – Yeah. Games, so I, like the last five games are two against Washington and two against Philly. So could hurt, could be really good. But I don't know. I think they're in a prime position. I think the bye is coming at a, at a good time to get some guys healthy, to give some guys – some rest. Uh, the one thing I'll be very interested in, and I guess we could talk about it more next week when we're coming out of the bye, is how much more or less or will anything change with Saquon Barkley? Because there's, it's still kind of bothering me how little he seems to be impacting the game in the first half, and then the script flips in the second half. And I don't know if that's a lot of just load management. We're easing him back in. It happened. It's happened more in the beginning of the season than now but i wonder if let's get him to a certain point in the year we're at the midway point well not the mid i guess we're almost at the midway half-ish midway point i'm playing it on a number of games but now it's full bore 25 carries a game mm-hmm. because that's that's what i think the giants need to win because we're not going to make a move for receiver to help daniel jones the rpo offense works and i say just pedal down on that so that's that's the only question I have when they come out of the bye. Yeah, here, Dennis, really quick, um, since we are going to the bye, we don't have really a game to recap. I uh, just wanted to share with you a few quotes I mean, from this press conference that I was going to – I told everyone there's Giants press conference, which there was, but I anticipated it being uh, being streamed. Whisper these uh, sweet nothings into my ears. So here, and this this is not going to necessarily be in great context. I'm going to jump around to a few Giants writers. I'll give them credit. Jordan, our buddy Jordan, run on. Um, here he goes uh, on. Uh, Joe Shane said he's quote excited being six and two and quote pleased 
with how they're operating, uh, the value didn't match what they wanted on potential trades. On the wide receiver position specifically, he notes he's, quote, hopeful that Galladay will be back soon and, quote, fingers crossed it's post, uh, it's right after the bye week and we'll be ready against Houston. Um, when asked specifically about Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley being extended during the season, uh, he said he would ideally look to have that conversation this week if they are, if their parties are interested. And he said, quote, it's an ongoing evaluation with all players about committing to them long-term. Um, Joe Shane was asked uh, about Kadarius Tony's claim that he was not hurt. We, we haven't really touched on that. We can do that. Um, and he said, quote, he was going to practice on Thursday. Um, <laughs> Joe Shane was asked about, like I mentioned, Say goodbye. Uh, Odell Beckham. And he says, quote, he's been a good player. He's a guy we would consider and be open to talking to when he is healthy. Um, he said he had no idea that OBJ was in the building last month until he left. Um, but Jordan Renan is saying the door seems to be open for potential future conversation. Um, got a few more here. We're going to shift gears over to Art Stapleton. Uh, he's with the Record Sports USA Today. Um, Shane on the the Kadarius Tony trade quote: "This particular move was the best for the or was best for the organization." Um, Shane on OBJ being back in the building visiting Sterling Shepard quote: "I had no idea he was in the building." Um, says he will always consider good players and does not rule out an Odell Beckham return. Um, Joe Shane says it'll be an ongoing evaluation, specifically on Daniel Jones. Quote, we've got nine games left. I uh, said the Galladay quote about him returning for Houston. Um, same thing about some of the trades. The price point didn't match up. Um, sitting, what do you think about being six and two after eight games? I'm excited about that. Um, and that is pretty much what we got. So it's a hell of a quote. I think the most, uh, how how do you, how do you feel about the uh, giants being six and two, four games over 500 heading into the bye? Oh, well, it's exciting. I just don't, I I think part of him is not. (laughs) Oh shit. Sherlock. He's like, crap. I did not expect, expected us to be four wins and then I could just do whatever I want. And now he's like, crap. Now the fans are expecting me to get into the playoffs. But I, I think the most, the, you know, me, Dennis, I'm not. As a person, I'm not an Odell Beckham fan. As an athlete, another story. Uh, so I, th- I think the most eyebrow-raising uh, for that is I did not anticipate that kind of reaction to Odell Beckham. I think I, I expected a more professional, shut it down, do not even give an inkling. Uh, I, I think Joe Shane gave more of a response there to Odell Beckham. I, I don't read anything into it. I think that's him. He knows Odell's a could be a great player. We'll see. He's coming off of a second injury now, and that's why I don't think the Giants really entertain. I mean, maybe he gets a workout and they look at it, but to me, he's going to be a bill. I think Von Miller, what he, the relationship they had in L.A., he gets him to come to Buffalo. You, to me, Beckham coming off the injury, coming to the Giants, it's not going to fit. This year, it's not going to fit. He's going to come in. He's going to have to learn the offense. He's not going to be 100%. And I think he's going to have that stuff we talked about with Barkley, that first step that, can, can I, do I trust my body? I don't know if he'll have that. If he goes to a team like Buffalo, he doesn't need to worry about it because he's going to be wide receiver three, even four, kind of like he was in L.A. And then all of a sudden, week after week after week, he's just going to get better and better and better. And 
I think there'd be too much pressure on him to do it with the Giants. Because I think the, I mean, the crowd, the fans would go berserk. Odell's back. He'd be welcomed back with open arms. I truly believe that. Bury the hatchet, all fit him being a drama queen or whatnot. I think it would be great, but there'd be two, you should temper the expectations if he was going to come back and what his performance would be. Don't expect him to come in and, oh, now Daniel Jones has a receiver because I don't believe that at all. Neither do I, but I think that the price you'd get him, I, I don't disagree on the Buffalo thing. I, I think, I mean, the Buffalo idea makes sense because of Von Miller, but also him too. because, because Buffalo is, which is all he wants. Buffalo is the favorite to win the, the Super Bowl right now, but yeah. but behind that, I mean, he gets the chance to go back to New York. I don't think he's trying to right any wrongs because I don't think he believes he did anything wrong. It was the organization that he, yeah. but to go back to New York and bring the team back to prominence, get the headlines. He has an ego. Dennis, no, no, regardless of what you and he does, but all want to say, time, he has the first, the first, you know, the first things Odell Beckham back with big blue, it'll be the kicking net. It'll be him pissing in the Eagles uh, end zone, which was great. It'll be the pictures. Uh, what was it? Pizza and Coke. But, what was the, what, what was the pit, picture or eating ass? What was the thing he was doing? Yeah. Pizza. Yeah. Uh, he was eating out someone at a club or, or something. Yeah. But, but, he, he has an ego. So don't think for a second that if he cannot satisfy satisfy that, he he would not take that into account to come back Maybe. and say, I, I, I went back to the team that did me wrong and I took them to the promised land. And now here I am in the Big Apple, my name up in the lights once again. I went to Cleveland and now here I am. I came full circle. Don't Don't think he wouldn't at least take that into consideration. I think he would look and see. He's got his Super Bowl. He he has it, and he he earned it. But I don't don't think he wouldn't want to go back to the Big Apple and try to take that city over again and get the headlines back. He he doesn't care about the pissing in the Eagles end zone. He doesn't care about the net. I cared because it annoyed the heck out of me. I mean, the Eagles thing was great. I love that. But the hitting inanimate objects on the sideline was yeah, almost killing Josh Norman on the field. That it was very entertaining. <laughs> It was very entertaining. That, that was a very enjoyable. Game. Yeah, no, the uh, I don't know that I don't really read too much into that. Uh, I do like the holiday conversation. We're hopeful that he's back. It's the bye week. It's one more week for him to get ready to figure out whatever the hell is going on and get him on the food. what we talked about. But hey, really quick, Tony, Tony to the Chiefs for a third and sixth rounder. We haven't touched on that. We should probably just end it at that. I don't really care. All right. Cool. I don't I, get just do you get rid of him? No, I don't. I don't. Clearly I don't something is wrong, and he's going to put out these stupid tweets that are half unreadable. The where, only where he's not only, hurt, and no, the only the only thing I I care about, the only thing that makes me like think about it is that we had well, a, we should have Michael uh, Parsons. We had a shot at Devonte Smith, and then it went to us getting a guy that we just traded to Kansas City. Well, uh, we, we weren't going to get Smith because of the trade up, but if we just stayed where we were, we no, but as a Michael, we could have had Michael Par- Mike, Parsons, a, one of the best it, linebackers in the NFL, correct? But but sitting in that situation, getting with every pick passing, we were in the driver's seat essentially to get yeah. Monte Smith. And at the end of the day, obviously, we traded back, could have went for Micah Parsons. 
get Kadarius Tony. He's at Kansas City, but you get the third and the sixth round pick, which yeah, who knows? You get a, you get a third and a, you get a third and a sixth round. You get a third and a sixth round pick for a guy that doesn't play. Yeah, and it's look at the end of the day, they didn't draft him. They they they're not aligned with Tony at all. He wasn't a draft pick of theirs. So if there's something else that was going on behind the scenes that wasn't reported on, and we don't know, screw him. I'm not saying it was, but there had to have been something. Something had to have been happening. I don't know who was talking about whose mama, but something <laughs> happened. And I'm sorry, Dable probably wasn't taking any crap. Young young Joker going to be hitting up the local Kansas City bars and and, and nightclubs to get his his new EP out. All right. On that note. <laughs> no, it's, it doesn't. I'm not losing sleep over it. It's clearly a new regime. And I think the moral of today's episode is Joe Shane just got to time, time will tell time. Time will tell. I don't think he like I said, I don't think he saw himself having a debate whether he can get a, the Giants into the playoffs or not or add that extra piece or save the team's future draft capital. I don't think he saw himself being in that position. Unfortunately. He's in that position. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you said earlier. He has the king to the castle, king to the castle, the key to the castle. He's king of the castle, king of the castle. King of the castle. King of the castle. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so we just have to trust him. But that's, uh, that's all we got for you this week, folks, unless you got anything else. Anything pressing in the world of Matt's Um, We are in the middle of 33 straight days of football on we TV. Are. Hey, how do you feel, which I guess we'll have to talk about it just because it'll be big news and I'm sure you'll be bringing it up, but the World Cup is going to try and contend with college football in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Most of the games, I guess, won't really be happening on the weekends, but I think it's, is it the week of Thanksgiving? November 20th. So yeah, that's Sunday. So then, because I think there's, I don't know, somebody I work with, the U.S. is playing somebody big on like Monday and then I think it's Black Friday, they play England. Is that the schedule? Yeah. Yeah. Look who's paying attention. I will okay. be off work for that one. Yeah, no, I mean, we'll we'll talk more about the World Cup as it gets here. It's it's, it's a little weird because it's typically in the summer, so I don't think the enthusiasm is there. But I, I, I fully anticipate, like, once that day gets here, boom, everyone's going to be at the bars day drinking by uh, 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. I, I fully expect that again because the, the U.S. has not been in the World Cup for a minute. So. Is, uh Iran or someone playing, someone was trying to boycott them. Ukraine, uh, which almost made the World Cup, was trying to get the soccer federation to kick Iran out because they were supposedly, or maybe it was, I don't know, um, uh, paying for Russia to get uh, um, essential like military equipment to fight Ukraine in the war. Yeah, okay. So Iran or Ukraine is trying to get Iran kicked out, which I believe would put Ukraine as the runner-up because they lost to Wales in the World Cup. See, see how that works out? I see how that works out, you know? It'll be it'll be fun. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but we'll, we'll talk more about that. But yeah, no. Uh, uh, I mean, I like the commercials. They're all Christmas. I don't know about John Hamm playing Santa Claus. but Yep, Christmas music is back. And also, tonight, Maction. Hashtag. Hashtag Max. True. Tuesday night football, folks. It's back. 33 straight days. I think we are on day. I think began Thursday was the beginning. Yeah. So I think we got a still still a ways to go. I don't think I think it's 27. I don't think it's 33. 
Um, I, I saw 30-30 somewhere on Twitter. So I could be wrong, give or take. But it's, it's a lot of days of straight football. It is. Um, action is so. not the most entertaining, but sometimes it is. Sometimes you get some very solid action. I mean, what else are you going to you know, watch the World Series? <laughs> no. Yeah, we're not, not watching that. All right. Yeah, Dennis, that's that's all I got. Bye week. We'll find something else to talk about. Yeah, I don't know what the hell we're going to talk about. Maybe the Yankees will sign Aaron Judge. We'll just get it over with. Or who knows? Maybe D- maybe Danny Dimes will get an extension. Maybe Barkley will get an extension. Yeah. If I'm Danny Dimes' agent, yes, I'm taking the money before the season ends. Barkley, security, if he gets a big bag, I guess we'll see. Three years, the minimum I'd give him would be three years, 80 mil. The most I'd give him is three years, 100 mil. Okay, so no more than three years. So it lands somewhere in there. All right. Unless we see some just – You're talking about you talking about Jones? Talking about Jones. Yeah, okay. Unless we see some insane, like, end of the year for better or worse. That's What's the guarantee, low 20s? 21, 22? Yeah, yeah, probably somewhere in there. That's a lot. It is, but <laughs> – we what have six it, wins. You're not. You're not getting an elite quarterback. So price for a quarterback. Yeah, we, we're already done. We're out of the quarterback sweepstakes unless we're. And I, and I said that, and I will end it at this. I forget what show. I think I said it on the Christmas episode last year with my brother and my dad and you in my basement. I said there are three outcomes: one, the Giants suck again and get two, three wins, and it makes it easy. Jones is out the door. You draft a quarterback in the top five. Two, Giants kick ass, win 10, 11 games. And they make the playoffs, they win the division. Now you know Jones is your future guy. Or three, you fall somewhere in that five, six win paradigm. And Jones isn't great, but he's not awful either. And what do you do? Right now we're in that paradigm, but there's plenty of time for it to go one way or the other. So so right now, I think if the season ended today, which I mean you you gotta get your guy, you gotta, you gotta, I don't know what the the phrasing is, but I think you gotta. Start throwing out those numbers. I agree. And I think his agent and Daniel Jones himself would be smart enough to know that that will more than likely be the best offer they're going to get. Yeah, you're not getting something better than 20-something mil guaranteed on the open market. No one's signing you to be a starting quarterback. Right. The Giants are the only team that would. Mm -hmm. Folks, that's all we got for you. Follow us on Twitter, Matt Dennis Pod. Uh, I didn't post the podcast last week. Did you see that? I noticed that. I meant to tell you that, but I never did. I forgot. And then just, then I remember, and then I forgot again. And I'm like, you know what? little case study. Let's see how many people actually listen when I don't put it on Facebook or on Twitter. If you sign up, get the notifications. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. You'll know it'll pop up, create a little playlist, do whatever you got to do. And you do hickey. It'll show up. Ask Alexa. I'm assuming and she'll play it. Maybe. Tell your yeah. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad. Gonna make like oh, stickers grandparents and just hand them out at bars. Make a sign. Yeah, those big jumbo ones that people put faces on, our faces. Bring them oh, to a game. Those moving billboard trucks. You should do that when you go to a solar bears game. Just like our cutout faces. Shout out, to them. Shout out to them. I got round trip airfare on Silver Airways. Saw that. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. Well, that's it, folks. Matt Dennis Pod on Twitter. We're here every single week. You know why? Because we can be. And we love you all so much for tuning in. Oh, it just warms our hearts. We're providing a service to the people. And hopefully we can do the Matt Dennis Christmas Eve episode. Because that's about a month and a half away or so. Christmas Eve Eve. 
Christmas. No, we no, we always do it on Christmas Eve. I don't think so. Last year we did it on Christmas Eve, Dennis. Are you sure? Yes, I I promise you. Okay. Eleven o'clock in the morning, and then we went to Hard Hat for a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's right. We did it in the morning. That's right. Forgot about that. Uh, yeah. So that's it. I'm not saying the Twitter handle again. You already heard it. You can rewind if you want to hear it again. He's Matt Scarano. I am Dennis Fincy. Always appreciate you tuning in, Matt. Adios. Adios.